She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. And we have Bryce Henson of Fit Body Boot Camp here with us. And today we're talking about what do you do when you are in a rut? So if you are have tried different things and now you're like, listen, I need to lose weight. I'm in a rut. What am I doing wrong? How do I get back on track? That's what we're talking about today. So Bryce, welcome. Chantel, thank you so much. Super excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me in the show. So let's talk about that. So what do you kind of see when, when someone comes to you and they're like, you know, I'm doing intermittent fasting. I feel like I'm doing everything right, but I'm just not losing the weight. I've still got 10 or 20 pounds left to lose. What are some of the things that you see that people are doing wrong? Yeah, it's a great question. I'll kind of start first with giving a little context of, I guess, who I am and, and the type of clients that I see. Um, the CEO of Fit Body Bootcamp, which is an international fitness franchise, and most of our clientele are coming for a weight loss program. And the reason I, I share this with you, because there's a lot of different types of fitness from yoga to bodybuilding, running, and uh, our program um, and what I have basically personal philosophy bought into is uh, HIIT training workouts. So high intensity interval training, we do 30 minute condensed, but you know, a workout where you're getting resistance training training, also cardiovascular. But as we uh, all know, since our clients are coming for weight loss, nutrition is the biggest component in terms of body composition change. Uh, that's the reason that we, we actually have a separate coaching program called Bootcamp Plus, but I share this with you because it's just so mission critical. So Chantel, when you mentioned that a client keep keeps on you know coming, but they're having a, a hard time you know losing that last 15, 20 pounds, this is really our specialty because again, we focus at weight loss for our clientele. I would first start, um, interesting Interestingly enough, with the intangibles, um, I want to see um, how much they're sleeping. Um, what's their water intake like? A lot of people actually um, overeat, even if it's out, uh, inside the eating window of an intermittent fast, uh, because they, they're actually dehydrated. Um, so I usually start there in terms of the recommendations. The third uh, typically see thing that I see wrong. And when I say wrong, meaning many times people are not sleeping at least seven hours and your body's going to hold on, retain weight. You're not going to be optimized there. So that's an issue. Even if you're doing your workouts and you're fasting correctly. Um, the other aspect of it is, um, uh, you know, counting uh, and, and tracking your food. So even though you're, you are uh, doing an inter intermittent fasting correctly at the end of the day, and I know this is not popular advice, but it's the advice that if you want results, especially if you're a clientele looking to lose that 15 to 20 pounds, I'm going to want to see uh, your, your tracked food. And, uh, that's super, super critical. And usually, um, you know, the first few go-tos that I, that I look for, uh, when a client has kind of plateaued or not seeing that last bit of result. Yeah. So one of the things that I think that people are doing is that they're, like you just said, they're just eating flat too much food. Like the amount of food that they're eating is just too much. And I want you to kind of talk about that of like, okay, what are you looking for? If you're saying, okay, if someone said, okay, I am tracking my food, like how many calories on average would you say that you know, an average woman that would need to be eating and an average guy, like how many calories are you looking for them if they're looking to lose weight? 
Yeah, and, and there can be some ranges, but I, I'm always hesitant to this because everybody's a little bit different. And that's why we provide custom, you know, solution to our training program. Also, too, there's different, you know, um, stages and phases, if you will, in terms of fat loss, maintenance phase, reverse diet, et cetera. So um, there's a lot of factors at play. So I'm always hesitant to kind of just throw like a general recommendation. Um, and in fact, the, the protocol that I typically follow that I can speak most confidently on is just counting macronutrients because macronutrients are the, you know, the building blocks, if you will, um, of, of a good healthy nutrition program. Uh, for me, you know, I, I track, I'm a 185 pound guy, about 9% body fat. So all intensive purposes in good shape. I typically eat about 3000 calories a day, uh, but I'm looking at, I guess my, uh, my, my software, uh, that it might, is my tracker, if you will, uh, that tracks my calories. And I'm on target this week, um, for 199, uh, calories of protein or excuse me, grams of protein on a daily basis, uh, from a carbohydrate perspective perspective, my range is and my goal is about 275. And then I'm looking for about 90 grams of, um, of a fat. So, uh, from a calorie perspective is typically not my zone of genius or the huge philosophy that I typically look towards, although that's important. It's a part of the equation, uh, but really your macronutrients being your proteins, your carbohydrates, and your healthy fats, uh, that those are the ranges that I typically look for in myself. And again, it can adjust the time of year. I can adjust my particular goals, like what I'm trying to do. So I think that's also really important. And I guess the call to action that that there's no one size fits all um, your bodies are different. And that's the really value of, of bringing on a, a fitness coach um, or a nutrition coach, a health coach to be able to provide you guidance and certainly working with organizations like yours and ours, uh, Chantel, um, to have the biggest impact and influence from a result perspective for our clients. Hey guys, I wanted to share with you a quick bedside routine that I'm using at the moment. And I have a question for you, but listen to the end because we're going to give away some free gifts and some special offers. So if I was going to ask you what the number one health problem from all over the world, what would you say it is? Well, if you guess sleep, you'd be right. Did you know that people are complaining all the time about lack of energy? And that's the symptom. But guess what? What is the root problem? The root problem is they're not getting enough sleep. And if you're not getting enough sleep, that's going to affect your mood, your hormones, weight gain, and so many other things. So some people, not me, I literally, I hit the the pillow and I'm like, boom, I'm going to sleep immediately. But I do have friends that say, you know, they just stare at their ceiling. They're awake for hours and hours looking at their phone. But maybe you're, you're like, yes, I am getting sleep. But then when you wake up, you are literally exhausted. Well, here's what I want to suggest. I do this every night. Take a glass of water and take two natural magnesium breakthrough capsules 30 minutes before bed. This is what I love. It has seven essential forms of magnesium. And that is the key difference. Like everyone I know is in love with this product. So just so you know, they're giving away all these bonus gifts for the next thousand customers. And it's really, really awesome. They're doing like mass enzymes, their enzymes, their probiotic. And so you're going to get to try a ton of free products. So right now go to magbreakthrough.com slash waste away, and you are going to get a ton of free things if you're one of the first thousand people. So go on there now. Don't forget to do magbreakthrough.com slash waste away, get the free gifts, and it's going to be amazing. I know you're going to love it. One of the things that I love that is super healthy for you is avocado. 
And I'm like obsessed with avocado and I feel like a million bucks when I eat it. And, but it also is extremely, has a lot of fat in it and it has a lot of calories. Um, So I think that it, again, it goes back to like, balance and being balanced. So like if you were going to advise somebody on how much avocado to eat, what would you say? Well, it's it's a great question. And I always like to say that there are healthy foods that can still make you fat uh, because they're very dense in caloric value. Um, So avocados is a go-to for me. I love it. Highly encourage you to to consume avocado, generally speaking, to get your healthy fats. But it really goes down uh, back to, I guess, my my own protocol for myself, but also to what we teach our clientele is is that you need to break it down to your macronutrients. And the reason that avocado has in high calories is because fats have... um, nine, uh, let's see here, nine calories per gram uh, in fat, whereas in carbohydrates or proteins, an example, for every gram only is four calories. So that's a big difference. One gram of protein, one gram of carbohydrate is only going to put four calories in your body, where one gram of, uh, excuse me, one gram of fat is going to put nine calories in your body. Um, So that's why it's really important from a healthy fat perspective. You need them. They're so valuable to your body for optimization for longer term health, Um, but you need to, to be you know, uh, careful and cautious on that. And probably the best way to go about that would be to, you know, get a tracker um, where you could actually see how many calories you're consuming of fat. Uh, and ultimately that will give you a, a good indication because again, that is something that you want to be cautious on. And it's a very common misconception that just because the food's healthy, like avocado is an example, or many other healthy fats, olive oil, et cetera, um, that I can eat this for days. And that's just not the case because again, um, every single gram of, of fat has nine calories in it. So it's something to be cautious around. So one thing that I feel like people love about intermittent fasting is that they just do not want to track their every calorie and track every macro and track everything like that because that makes you obsessive compulsive, right? Like it's like, oh my gosh, I've got to track this, I've got to track that. And people who are naturally thin and who are intuitive eaters, you know, they eat when they're hungry, they stop when they're full, they eat what they're craving, they're eating, you know, generally healthy foods. And that's one of the things that I really teach people is like, you know, learning how to be an intuitive eater, learning how to be someone who's naturally thin. They eat when they're hungry. They stop when they're full. But I also think that if you're in a rut and it's like, okay, well, I think I'm doing the right thing. I think I'm, you know, eating healthy. And then they go, okay, something's wrong. Like I'm in a rut. So I think tracking what you're doing for, you know, a week's time is really healthy because it does go, okay, let me see, you know, why am I not losing weight? And you start going, oh, because I'm eating too much sugar. Oh, I'm eating way too much fat. I'm not eating balance. So I think that is healthy. I am not a fan of tracking every macro and tracking every carb for the rest of your life. I don't think that's balanced and I don't think that's, that's the way to go. I do think it's a good idea for a short window when you are in a rut. So talk about that for a little bit. Like if somebody, um, 
we have a lot of women who are listening. So let's just pretend we've got somebody who is a woman, maybe they're 200 pounds and they want to get down to 130 pounds, something like that. What would be the steps that you would give somebody who is on that path and they want to bring their weight down? What what would you suggest? Yeah, love that, Chantel. I'll be happy to jump in. And I love the philosophy as well. Um, you know, there's no right or wrong answer at the end of the day. It all comes down to, you know, where you as are as a person, um, what your goals are, um, what obstacles you're currently facing and what you want to get to. And again, Chantel, that's the value of hiring you as a coach, because again, there shouldn't be one a one size fits all. Every person's a little bit different. Uh, their body's a bit, bit different. Uh, the way that their body reacts to things is a little bit different. And also too, their goals are a little bit different. So I think there's, there's a lot to be said there. Um, in terms of, uh, I guess, um, you know, what, what are some, I guess, recommendations if some, someone's 200 pounds and then want to get to 130, number one, I applaud you uh, for having a goal and having a target. Most people actually just wanderly, uh, aim, uh, wander aimlessly through life without a specific target. So the fact that you're already thinking that says a lot about you and where you want to go. Um, also too, again, where you're going to be at your journey when you're 200 pounds compared to when you're 140 pounds, when you're hitting your goal, those are two separate things. So kind of going back to my philosophy of not, you know, one size fits all, uh, that's going to be the best approach. Honestly, if you're 200 pounds, and you want to get 130. The first few steps you're going to take is, are you sleeping well? Um, are you lowering your stress? Are you drinking enough water? Are you moving? Okay. And of course, nutrition is going to be a big component of that. Can you make some small baby steps to clean up your nutrition? And, you know, Chantel, to your point, I mean, I think there's a lot of value. I'm a fitness professional. I do track my food. Do I do that for the whole year? No, um, it can be laborious. Is there value in it? Yes. Um, but I would say probably for someone 200 pounds, um, they just need to start moving, start working on some of the intangibles and make some adjustments to their, you know, overall cleanliness and nutrition. And you're going to, you're going to, you know, see some pretty significant results within a relatively short period of time, within 90 days, an example, you're going to see, you know, some progress there, but to your point, as you continue with your fitness journey, it gets a little bit harder because your body still wants to maintain that fat and that energy. So you're going to have a hard, a lot harder time losing 10 pounds when you're 140 pounds compared to when you're 200 pounds, as an example. So I think that's also why like getting a coach like you or I is so important because your coach can kind of guide you there every step of the way. So, you know, for someone who's 200 pounds, wanting to get to that initial goal or the goal of 130, probably for the first X amount of times, I wouldn't even bring up the, the, the subject of tracking because to your point, that isn't balanced. That's going to be way too overwhelming. But once you get to that 140 pound threshold and it say that things are progressing, well then, Hey, can you continue on the journey? But kind of the first question that you mentioned, if you're hitting that you know plateau phase and you've been at that 140 pounds, now you've made all this progress, but you still, still can't seem to lose that last 10 or 15 pounds. Then I think it's an opportunity to explore and maybe even beforehand, but explore tools that we both really align and believe with of intermittent fasting, incredible way, um, not only for your body, your, your mind, your body, your soul, but really to rejuvenate yourself. And that will help with that, that strategy that can definitely help with fat loss, but overall ge uh, general health that also could be a good opportunity where, Hey, I'm stuck with those last 10 pounds. Then you need to get a little bit more dialed in. Then I would encourage you, Hey, it might be good to track your food for 30 days because, you know, if you really want to kind of get to that last goal and you're almost there, you need to make, be making a little bit more fine to, uh, to tweaks, if you will. So to kind of put a bow on that answer, um, that just gives you a high level understanding of really what that journey looks like, the value of coaching, where you're going to be at different stages and the tools that you need to use in the different stages. But again, to put a bow on it for the here and now, if you're, you know, 70 pounds away from your goal, doing some 
some intangible work, sleeping well, hydration, cleaning up some basics of your nutrition, um, you know, making sure you're moving um, at least three times a week. I mean, that's going to see significant results, at least get you motivated. And the, the famous words of Tony Robbins, progress equals motivation. So if you can see a little progress, you'll become more motivated. And that's especially true if you're thinking, oh my goodness, intermittent fasting, that sounds so scary. Well, let's get you to the first few stages first, and then we can explore it as a way to optimize your, your result. I want to tell you guys about a new find that I found, and it is really amazing. It's called Newtopia. We actually, if you go to our Facebook page right now, we're giving away a bunch of different free products on it. You guys have heard all about these different superpowers of mushroom extracts and collagen. And so this product has all of it. This magic in a jar is called Kala Genius. It's kind of a funny name because it's like Kala Genius, but it is genius. It's delicious. It's effective. And you simply add it to your coffee or you mix it with water. So the biggest thing that I like is that it'll refuel your brain without giving you jitters or crashes. So if you struggle with brain fog, have difficulty focusing, you might want to try it. It was just launched. Like this is literally just brand new hit the market, but go to newtopia.com slash genius and use wasteaway10 during the checkout and you'll save 10%. So a lot of our listeners I hear, they send in questions and they are on their last 10 pounds or their last 20 pounds. Let's talk about for those people who are on their last 10 pounds, their last 20 pounds, they can't get there. Give us some little tricks, like any things that you have that are maybe low calorie treats that you love, anything that you go, I've seen people when they do these little tips that gets that last 10 pounds off or last 20 pounds off. Yeah, candidly, and it's interesting, uh, Chantal, I know this is a philosophy that you really strongly believe in. I usually, my arsenal of intermittent fasting, that's not the first thing I recommend to a client, especially the client example that we just talked about who needs to lose 70 pounds. But that's a tool in the arsenal that I use as like as the, the client continues to progress on their journey. So that would be an incredible tool to look at. Um, also, I mean, you know, just again, going back, if you're looking to lose that last 10, 15, 20 pounds and you've made significant process, I really do strongly believe that's an opportunity for you to kind of, you know, really um, optimize your, your nutrition, um, your calorie intake, your macronutrient intake by tracking your food. I think you'll learn a lot in that process. And then of course, I mean, the foods that I eat to keep me nice and lean about 9% body fat, which I fluctuate between nine and 11% throughout the course of the year, depending on the seasonality, the stress levels, what's going on. Um, but generally speaking, again, hydration is crucial. Um, one of my first fitness coaches was a bodybuilder and he said, and he was 30 years older than me. And he said, Bryce, if you really want to get lean hydration, that is, is like principle number one. Um, aside from that, what I typically, you know, some, some go-to choices for me, um, avocados, almonds are healthy fat. Usually that's usually my stack or some trail mix. You got to be careful though with the product because marketing's, uh, you know, a beast. Um, what, what's put on the front of the label compared to what behind the label marketing's in the front that the nutrition or the, the nutrition information's in the back. So, um, sometimes trail mix can have like high you know, candy and chocolate and sugar. So you need to stay away from that. Um, uh, but ultimately, you know, healthy sources of fat and that capacity really strong, um, lean cuts of protein, you know, chicken, salmon, fish, or granted salmon's not lean, 
protein. Um, tilapia is an example, but uh, you know, good, healthy uh, protein sources. I am a big fan of lean beef, uh, not in, in excess, like one time a week or, or two times a week. Um, but uh, let's see here. Uh, meal prep is also really good. So typically my, my normal nutrition protocol, I do intermittent fasting and we can talk about that. I do it slightly different because there's a few ways that you can do it. I'm a huge proponent, proponent of it, not only for the physicality of the weight loss, but also too, for the mental health, the energy, um, et cetera. But, um, Aside from that intervening fasting protocol, typically my nutrition looks like this. You know, I wake up, um, I drink water immediately, about 15 ounces. I drink a gallon of water throughout the day. Um, after my workout, uh, I grab a protein shake that has 40 grams of protein, um, you know, some carbohydrates as well, but overall very healthy. Um, from there is usually when I have some almonds and usually have uh, later in the morning as, as a mid-morning snack. Um, I, I bring actually three uh, meal prep uh, meals from a local meal prep provider. Um, basically, one is my late morning morning, lunch, one's my afternoon kind of later uh, uh, meal, and then typically have dinner. So I'm eating three whole meals uh, a day. Um, and then typically I'll have like a protein bar or something along those lines. Um, but again, you got to be careful because not all protein bars are made equal. A lot of times they're just candy bars. There's packed with sugar. So you need to be very conscious of that, which I'm always really specific in my recommendations. So that's, that's my particular protocol. But again, and also to a few strategies that uh, if you're trying to lose that last 15 pounds, uh, that will definitely help you there. But I'm going to say this one more time. The value of Chantel, what you do, the value of what we do is you got to get a coach because let's face it, you know, most people are not fitness professionals and rightfully so they're not sitting behind their desk thinking, okay, I'm so excited to create my workout programming and my nutrition program for the following week. You know, you're focused on building a business or raising a family or doing what you need to do. Focus on that. And then just hire a fitness coach that can actually help provide you this guidance, which is really, again, my continued call to action. Well, and what you just said is true. <clears throat> you know, I actually hire a um, personal trainer and I have one five days a week. And the reason is because, and we do, I do one, three days, I do it with a small group. So it only costs me like $15 um, because we do it, you know, it's not just one-on-one -on -one personal training. It's like a small group, but it holds me to be accountable every day. And I literally do not need anybody to teach me what to do at the gym. Like there's literally no workout you can teach me, but I need that accountability to be um, successful. And so, like you said, like, you know, for us, we have coach, we have coaching that we offer as well. And it's, it's really a matter of holding people accountable and you need someone sometimes to hold you accountable. And if you don't, um, then it's like, you can go rogue, you know? And so it's like, for me, do I need somebody to teach me something at the gym? No, I really don't. I do need somebody to hold me accountable to be there at 5am or 6am when I'm there, because I, otherwise I'll just hit the snooze button. So that is really important. Let's talk about um, when you want a treat, um, what is it that you're going to go to? And I'll share something for me. There's something called that I love. It's called Unreal Dark Chocolate Coconut Bars. And for me, they are really, really good. Like I love them and they're, they're so, um, the ingredients are so clean. Um, and they don't spike my, my sugar. Um, so they're really, really good. And so when I want something sweet, they are 
they're about 70 calories and they're about this big, um, but the ingredients are really, really good. And so I feel like it doesn't rive my insulin, you know, crazy, you know, so they are 70 calories. So they're not like super, super like low calorie or anything, but I don't, you know, I'm, it's not like me eating, you know, a Snickers bar or something like that, where my you know, it's going to drive my sugar way, way up. So what if you are wanting something sweet or if you want a sweet treat, give us maybe two or three of your go-tos where you're like, it's not tons of calories. And I feel like it kind of gets my, your sweet tooth going. Yeah, I love that. And should I tell my guilty pleasure, I'm a sweet tooth. I mean, everyone likes, you know, carbohydrates, fries and pizza and all that, but I typically can avoid that uh, without too much issue. But like the sugar is what calls me. Um, I'm going to give you a few basic examples. That's going to be nothing earth shattering. Um, uh, but my biggest actually call to action around this is, uh, especially if you're going to dive into anything sweet, sugar is very addictive. I mean, shoot, there's studies out there that it's actually more addictive to hard drugs like cocaine. Uh, and I think there's a lot of truth to that, like, especially, you know, seeing people's you know issues with sugar with weight gain just the way that makes them feel um so just being very cautious of that so my biggest actually hack is if you're going to put any sort of sugar in your body whether it's natural like a banana uh, a um some grapes and an apple i'm a big fan of like if you can go natural that's probably the best like organic um so you know those would be kind of my go-to sweets i like grapes i like fruit uh, i like apples i like uh, oranges and pears and things of that nature so that's what i go to kind of satisfy that sweet tooth but more importantly to that because sugar is so addic addictive unchecked you know, you start with a, you know, a, a bag of unreal snacks as an example, which is incredible, low calorie, et cetera, very clean for you. Um, but if you're not intentional and you're not focused, there's some sweet, the sugar in there, there's some sweetness in there. Uh, so typically human nature can be very tend to overeat. So my big call to action, anytime you're going to put any, any bit of sugar in your body, even if it's small, accompany that and make sure you're drinking water directly after that. Because for whatever reason, from a chemical perspective, when you drink water, you actually feel a little bit more satiated and the sugar actually gets a little bit release from your palate. So it, the urge and the probability that you're going to eat more um, actually goes down. So uh, find a healthy snack. Unreal is a great option. Some of the natural options that I pr provided also work for me. But regardless of what you do, make sure to have water with you throughout the course of the day. But specifically, anytime that you, you put sugar in your body, that will reduce, reduce the probability that you'll have developed the craving to eat more. Hey guys, I really want you to join our Intermittent Fasting and OMAD Facebook group. We're doing tons of giveaways right now for posting your before and after pictures and just for posting a question in there. We're giving away free protein shakes, some digest aid, all kinds of fun stuff. So please join our Intermittent Fasting and OMAD Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, and I'll ask you this. So like for me, I've kind of learned my body that, and, and I agree that sugar is the biggest thing if you can get it out of your diet and I can't get rid of it altogether. But what I do do is I say, okay, like for those unreal chocolate bars that we just talked about, there's three grams of sugar per little bar. So I'll have two of those which is six grams of sugar. So for me, I kind of have a hack where I say, okay, I know I can get out of control if I'm eating more than six grams of sugar. If something has eight grams of sugar or higher, um, I'm going to really be careful because, you know, it, 
it will spike my insulin. And then I just want more and more and more and more. And I can just go crazy about it. So do you kind of have that number? Like when you're looking at something, are you going, okay, I'm going to look at it. If it's six grams or more, eight grams or more, or whatever it is, if it's not fruit and, and you can get crazy with fruit too. Oh yeah. You have something where you go, okay, I am looking at my sugar content and I want my sugar content to be this or less. And I'm only having it a couple of times a day talk about that. Um, one, I want to give you so much credit that you have a specific amount of uh, sugar grams in mind because that's a huge game changer. So being just aware is like the first step of the battle. And you know, if, if your audience, if you're listening here and you can create some awareness, awareness around what you actually do consume, which is actually what tracking does. It actually, the biggest thing that it, it, it creates awareness. I mean, you're well on your way. Um, so whether that's like, you know, noting that being visual about that, writing that down, et cetera. Um, Candidly, I just learned something from you. I don't actually have a specific number in mind in terms of sugar that I look for. I do know though, just like subconsciously, if it gets in the double digits, that's when it just causes some concern. So I think I probably just had that like uh, an organic kind of, you know, um, something that came natural to me, like a, a metric, but I haven't been so detailed, but I actually, you know, take your advice here and uh, get a little bit more granular because I think that's an incredible um thing to do to actually create a metric for yourself. Because when you create a metric for yourself, that it's either you're doing it right or you're not. And let's face it, human nature, we're fallible. We're going to make mistakes. So it's not to say that you're not going to execute it, even though you set your mind to it. But chances are, if you have awareness to it and you set an internal rule, you're going to be, um, you know, hold yourself a little bit more accountable. Of course, you know, exponentially. So if you have a coach uh, to hold yourself accountable. So that would be my take on that. Yeah. So I actually got that from my mom. My mom is extremely thin. She's a size zero and she's just like, she, I actually saw her last time. I'm like, mom, you're, you look a little too thin. Like she's just super, super thin. She, she ranges from a zero. She's like, well, actually right now I'm in a size two. I'm like, oh gosh, you know, <laughs> getting um, up there, <laughs> getting up there, mom. Yeah. And so I really learned some things from her, but one of the things that she always does is at night, you know, she's really fanatical about just having like a protein and a vegetable. Like if she was going to have a little bit of a potato or a little bit of, you know, some kind of bread or something, she usually does have that during the day. And then like at night, she's pretty, you know, strict about having just like a protein and a vegetable. And then the other thing is, anytime she has something sweet, she will look at it. So like, I'll say, Oh mom, I found this great thing. It doesn't have a lot of chemicals. It's super healthy. And she's like, let me look at it. And if the first thing is, she's like, if it has more than six grams of sugar, she's just not eating it, you know? So that's kind of her number. She's like anything more than six, every once in a while, she'll have eight, you know, if it's eight grams or less, you know, and it's like made with real fruit or something like that, but that's kind of her number. And she's like, you know, if it's more than that, she's like, it just will spike my, my insulin. And then she always says this, she's like, sugar begat, sugar begat, sugar begat, sugar. It's like the more sugar you have, the more sugar you want, the more you have, the more you want. And it's like, that's like her mantra, sugar begat, sugar begat, sugar begat, sugar. And she's like, I just don't want to go there. So for her, it's like, yep, I do want a sweet treat. And she has something right after lunch and right after dinner, she always has something, but it's, it's always that six or eight grams or less like that unreal chocolate or a piece of dark chocolate, or, you know, that, 
that that's low sugar. So I think that's a really good tip. Anything else that's like a, a little treat that that you're like, you know, I feel like you're you're really doing something, but you're you're still being pretty healthy when you're doing it. Oh, shoot. Great question. I want to actually just uh, expand on your mom's sugar beget, sugar beget, sugar. I've, I've never heard it in that way, but it just resonates so much. I usually kind of talk about the addictive component to it, uh, but really you're saying the same thing in a different way. And I could not agree more. Um, actually, I don't. I mean, I think from my my uh, perspective, I kind of laid down my kind of hack around kind of sugar and, and the cautiousness around it and the water aspect, which helps alleviate the craving there. It's something that you definitely need to be very conscious. And there's, there's definitely healthy choices out there. I actually just want to reaffirm your point about the coaching and your story about how, you know, you're fitness professional, you're in the health and wellness game, and you still have a personal trainer, which is just so incredible. And it just shows the value of coaching or, you know, even group coaching in that way. And I'm the same way. I'm, you know, I, I'm a really disciplined guy. Okay. So I'm a coach, not only a fitness coach and nutrition coach, but also a health and business coach, you know, to, you know, many people, hundreds of franchisees, hundreds of uh, thousands of coaches and clients throughout the, the way, but we all have blind spots, myself included. And as I give you an example, I'm a recovering alcoholic. I'm glad to, happy to admit, um, I stopped drinking at the very tail end of 2016, uh, which is a big win. However, um, I enroll myself in a very famous, well-known coaching group, which really is an alcohol re resistance or elimination, elimination coaching group, because while I'm very buttoned up in a lot of aspects of my life, everyone has blind spots, myself included. So that accountability, that coaching, uh, for me, that's what I gravitate to. But for you, it could be some other things. And most people, health and fitness is a big you know, source of the, of the need for accountability. But I just wanted to really uh, reaffirm your point and really give you some, you know, acknowledgement, the fact that you're in this space, but you still see the value of personal training coaching for you. And as well as do I, because I have a group personal training regiment with my coaches on Monday and Friday as well. So we're products of our product. Mm, yeah, I I will give one more tip that I want to say, and I, I want to acknowledge what you just said about your blind spots. And, you know, I am not a big fan of tracking every little thing for long, long periods of time. But I do think it's really, really important for you to do it for short periods of time so that you can learn, like we said, like, Oh my gosh, I never even realized in one sitting, I cut up an avocado in small chunks and I was eating three avocados and that was 750 calories and massive, massive amounts of fat. And you don't, what, what happens with intermittent fasting that is a problem is you get so hungry. Yes. You get so ravenous that you're like, it, as soon as you see something like you could sit down and someone sees guacamole they have this much guacamole and they're like, oh, I'll have that guacamole with cucumbers. And by the time you know it, I've literally watched someone who was like, yeah, I had a bowl of guacamole and then I had sliced cucumbers. And in their mind, they're like, well, I'm, I'm eating really healthy. But if you tracked it, it was 750 calories and, you know, God knows 40 grams of fat in one sitting. And then in their mind, they were being really healthy. And so I do really think valuing the fact of, you know, 
yes, with intermittent fasting, you don't have to track, track, track. But if you're in a rut, you do need to go, okay, what am I doing wrong? And the only way to sometimes see what you're doing wrong is to track and to get a coach to kind of get rid of some of those blind spots because you really can't see them on your own sometimes. So I love that. But I want to also say one other thing that one of my friends said to me, and I'll never forget it. She's extremely thin. Again, she's one of those in a size zero. She's very, very small. And I said, let me ask you your tip. And she says, you know, I have about seven cups of tea a day, like an herbal tea that she drinks. And she's like, you know, it's some kind of organic, healthy uh, herbal tea. And she's like, for a while, I cut out the tea. And she's like, I actually gained about eight pounds. Mm. And she's like, what I realized is, is that sometimes I just like, want to do something. And she's like that hot water with the lemon and like an herbal tea. She's like, it was so it, it, it's called a meal finisher. And I think that every person I know for me needs to find something that is their meal finisher. And the reason is, is because I know for me, like I'll want something sweet or I'll want this if I have a like a cup of coffee, um, even with a little bit of a cream in it or whatever, I drink that cup of coffee and that finishes my meal. And now I know I'm done. I'm not keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. Having a cup of herbal tea with lemon, that finishes my meal. So I'm not like, because I can get like, oh, I'll have a little more of this or a little more of that or a little more of that and figuring out what your meal finisher is. Like, like I said, for me, sometimes that meal finisher for me is that one piece of that coconut dark chocolate. It's three grams of uh, sugar. It's 70 calories. It, and then I have that with a cup of, uh, you know, coffee or a cup of uh, hot tea. I now have trained myself. I'm eating a little bit less than I want to. I know I'm having that little treat. I have that cup of hot tea. I know I'm now bringing my meal to the end and I'm not continuing to look because sometimes I can go, I might not fully be satisfied at the end. So I want to snack on this and a little bit of this and a little bit of that and it ends it. So I want to give that tip as well. Love that. And the tea aspect is so great because obviously it, you know, helps with overall health, uh, you know, um, reduces toxins in your body, et cetera. But it really is that, that I've never heard it called a meal finisher before. We're so aligned. And these mm-hmm. are just different tools that we use to basically, to your point, intermittent fasting is a tool, getting a coach is a tool, tracking your food is a tool. You know, there's certain times where they work and they're, it's important. It's certain times that you need to adjust strategy. Um, so I think, you know, we're aligned there and these are just all tools in our health and wellness, uh, you know, arsenal. Um, but uh, the the meal finisher, I usually just go recommend water, which obviously tea is the, uh, water's a major component in tea. Um, but really I'm going to take that, I guess, uh, terminology from you because I couldn't agree more and it will help, um, you know, in many ways as you just, uh, you know, articulated. So. Awesome. Well, this has been great. Bryce, tell listeners where they can find you and where they can follow you. Oh, love that. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Chantel. Uh, for me, uh, or for our website, which you can find us, whether you're you know, someone looking to lose weight, uh, get group, group personal training, um, our website is fitbodybootcamp.com. That's where you can find us there. Or if you're a fitness professional, but really want to be able to scale, um, whether nutrition, fitness coaching, et cetera, uh, there's all, all, we're also uh, opportunity or 
provide opportunities for franchise partnerships. So something to keep in mind. Uh, but regardless, at a personal level, I would love to continue to add value and serve you and your audience. So you can find me at all major, I guess, social media platforms, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, et cetera, at Real Bryce Henson, uh, not to be confused with fake Bryce Henson. So that's where you can find me. Awesome. Well, you guys stay tuned. We've got another episode coming up in just a few. Bye-bye for now. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.